Welcome to the Mission Driven Leader, presented by TaleoConnects.com, where we explore the new, unknown, and innovative themes for work and give people the ability to show up resilient every day. Here are your hosts, former Chief Knowledge Officer of NASA, Ed Hoffman, and partner and Vice President of Portfolio Management at Taleo, Laurel Sim. Well, hello, Mr. Hoffman, or should I say Dr. Ed or Captain H? I'm still trying to figure out what the best name is for you uh, as a as that NASA guy, and I'm just a lowly, you know, business no, you're, owner. You're post Sims. It's hard to compete. Post Sims. Oh, that's right. Jeez, you did give already. me post Sim. Oh, bless your heart. I do love yeah. Poe. Yeah, a little, little post Sim over here. Thank you yeah. for that. Well, well, Ed, we're, I'm really excited for uh, today's guest. We're going to be talking about team dynamics, and, and he most certainly has uh, a lot of story behind what he's done in, in his short career in life. And, and that's really about um, showing up when the time is right and, and being an influencer and team builder uh, in, in cultures that just don't exist normally. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, one of the things I think it links to is uh, the whole... And how do you become an Olympian, right? I mean, I've just been watching the 18 days, and that was what was going through my head is how do you – you know, I'm too lazy to, to from a starting point to have committed to anything. So, you know, that, that whole issue is uh, of tremendous uh, fascination to me. It gets into a lot of performance. Uh, and the fact that it was related to – my favorite sport is hockey, as you know. And uh, so that's kind of, like, amazing to me. Uh, did you call yourself lazy? How long yeah. were you at NASA for? Uh, 33 yeah. years. But the best leaders. Yeah, that's pretty The research lazy. <laughs> that I did were the best leaders were leaders and managers who were smart and lazy. They, they relied okay. on other people to do work. Right? Okay. I, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, and I think that's why teams are, are, are so important in a, in a high-performing organization. Um, one of the things that that really pisses me off, I think, is when you go into a company and they're like, yeah, we're bringing you in to, to build up this team and get them performing to the level we expect them to be, but they allow us no time to actually get that team working together. They think that because you're a seasoned professional, you can jump in just with anybody and it's going to be a success. Yeah, and uh, you know, it, one of the things that uh that I found, and we'll hear from you know yourself on this, and Darryl, I, you know, there's a whole art to building a team. Uh, in my early years at NASA, the notion was, and this goes back to the uh, to the Stone Age, uh, also known as the 80s. But when we were starting working with the project teams there, the notion is you get the smartest people, the most technically competent, you throw them together, and then they'll figure it out. And you find out that having the talent, having the technical expertise, is not nearly enough. There's, there's a whole dance that goes to a team being able to work effectively together. And uh, so it's, uh, you know, it's an art. It is an art. And I believe that you talk a lot about that in your book, The, the Smart Mission. And so uh, hopefully while we're having our chat with Daryl today, you can share some, some thoughts in, in that regard. I always have ideas. You know that, Laurel. <laughs> that is one thing I do love about you. Speaking of ideas, um, are you a baker? No, but I do uh, eat uh, cookies and bread. And <laughs> <laughs> you, you like the baking? I like the, yeah. Well, you know, I. <laughs> I'm an eater. I'm a I, champion eater. 
Fantastic. Well, this has nothing to do with actually eating the food, but it does have everything to do with baking. Um, I go into lots of organizations. I do a lot of uh, coaching and 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 business leadership uh, advancement. And one of the things I always tell them is that is that building strong teams is like baking. You need all of the right ingredients, and and then you gotta allow it to cook to the speed and the temperature that is going to make it the fluffiest, the tastiest cake possible. You can't turn the heat up. Um, you can't pull it out and check on it when it's when it's half baked or you'll ruin it. And and uh, I, I only wish that there were more bakers in the building of Teen Dynamics to allow for such things. It's interesting. You've got we're going very Eastern philosophical right now. The whole notion. <laughs> and I'm. <laughs> The whole notion of uh, knowledge, right, is that data, if you're cooking, are the instructions, and that the information is recipes. And we all can read recipes, but to be a chef, to be someone good at something, you know, that requires the knowledge, the, the, the understanding, the seeing the different colors. And, of course, wisdom is marrying a good cook. Um, I'd, I, I'd like to say I'm a good cook, but... <laughs> I burn a lot okay. of stuff, so I overbake sometimes. I overbake. Yeah. Well, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like your husband. Well, I do sounds look like forward- your husband's knowledgeable, if not wise. <laughs> He'll eat anything. <laughs> well, I am excited to talk about the ingredients of a, a good team with Daryl Boyle. So Daryl is uh, has a really exciting and interesting story um, that that we're going to share today. And and really, at the end of the day, he's this Canadian hockey player that loved the sport um, and wanted to stay with it. So he flew across the pond to Germany and uh, and continued his. Con- continued his career in in Germany playing hockey. But what's really special and unique about his dynamics is he also won German silver at the last Olympics. So can you imagine being a Canadian kid and flying over and and going through all these cultural differences, being part of a national team for Germany, kicking out people that have lived in Germany their entire careers... Uh, to go off and, and win a medal. And, oh, by the way, they weren't expected to win anything. So he's got some real fun stories, and I'm really excited to, to speak with him today. Uh, Daryl Boyle, welcome. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for having me. So, Daryl, when we look at that, that little story that we just shared with you just now, what, what were the, your, the greatest fears that you had um, moving to another country, um, setting up shop, figuring out how, how it was all going to work? Uh, well, for me, um, you know, once I realized that uh, my journey of trying to make the NHL was over, um, that's when you start looking into different options. Um, and, yeah, we came to uh, to find, like, the Europe, Europe has lots of options. There's leagues in pretty much every country over here. Um, and Germany was the one that I felt was best for me. And yeah, and coming to Germany was, <laughs> I remember my first experience. Uh, I landed at the Munich airport. I was picked up by uh, a shuttle from the team and they drove us to our uh, our sponsor. The, every team has like a car sponsorship. So went to the dealership and they gave me keys to my car. I get into the car and I go to drive it well it's a standard and i don't drive standard 
<laughs> so, oh, you got to come to the farm. Laurel will teach yeah. you. So right there, the guy said, okay, I'll help you out. And we drove around the parking lot for an hour and, and they let me, let me go. So uh, that was, <laughs> that was definitely an eye opener for me. Um, that, that's just something little, but you know, then there's the language too. Um, yeah, I've been over here almost 10 years now, or actually over 10 years now. So I, I, it's easier for me now, but if I look back, uh, it, that was probably the biggest thing. Um, you know, you're going to the grocery store, uh, you're just walking around and you know, it's, it's tough. Like some people just don't speak English. So, and you're in their country. So, yeah. And I'm wondering about, so Daryl, this is the first time we've, we've been meeting and, uh, you know, I'm just impressed, uh, by reading about your background. Uh, I mean, a silver medal, really in anything uh is just remarkable and um and 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 hockey you know uh, one of the ultimate team sports um i focus a lot on you know my my, my theory in, in in action is that people teams that have clear missions a sense of what they want to accomplish something that's really a, a burning desire that 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 gives you the fuel to be able to you know to seek that did you always have that kind of it sounds like your your dream was to play in the nhl and it shifted to okay germany and the olympics or was it uh, how did you get that sense of going for the olympics and uh, and and shooting for that so yeah like once you like growing up you want to play in the nhl for i would say most kids in canada that play hockey um and that's that's not easy to do not every kid can do that um, but to continue my professional career, there's a lot of options in, in Europe, and that's why I came over here. Now, for me, uh, to play with the German national team, you have to be a, uh, like have a German passport, which I was luckily able to attain through my, my mom, who's uh, German. Like, she has, um, like, her parents, so, like, my Oma and Opa, um, and you're allowed to uh, get it through, I would say, like, grandparents or parents so i have dual citizenship canadian and german now when i came over to germany um the olympics or even just playing for the german national team wasn't even a thought of mine because you know no one ever approached me about that but after i played two years over here and i was doing actually very well i was approached to uh come and take part partake in a, in a few of the uh international tournaments and yeah and everything just went well from there and then when the uh, olympics were coming up we had to play in a qualifier to actually get into that olympics and that tournament consisted of us uh latvia uh japan and uh can't remember the other team but it came down to us and latvia and the winner of that game got to go to the olympics and we won that game luckily <laughs> And yeah, we earned our birth to the Olympics and then the team was picked uh, for the following Olympics. And I, I was on that list again, which I'm very grateful for. And yeah, that was an experience I can't even explain. It was just unbelievable. So, so Daryl, you move from one, from one culture, one language to another culture, mm -hmm. another language. And um, can you tell us a little bit about how you came into that locker room and 
try to really become a team player immediate what what were the behaviors or what was the anxiety even that of what what you needed to do in order for them to bring you in as a teammate and and how did they respond like i i feel like hockey you know where every team's you build your team the same way there's forwards there's defense and there's a goalie um now what type of players they are that's what you need to find so regardless if you're from germany or from austria from switzerland from canada from the us you're going to find those type of players but then it comes down to the communication part now everyone that i've played with over here that we all speak english the germans all speak very good english the coach speaks english so on our club teams except for when swearing right then you yeah, then you yeah. like speak swearing in yeah, german exactly yeah, okay. now when <laughs> when we're on our club teams it's it's everything's in english so then everyone understands when it's communicated you know what's going on if we're doing a certain drill or in games if we need to do this or do that now for me the biggest obstacle was in the german national team well it's all german which it should be you're with the german national team um that's where i needed to be able to my communication wasn't great and it's still not the best but i needed to get up to par so that when the coach said something i understood what he was saying um and that was something that i had to do and yeah i i did enough so i could get by there was another fellow german on uh, german canadian on the team and i actually had to help him out after meetings every once in a while he would pull me aside and ask what was said so well, that's pretty. That's pretty amazing, hey Ed. Um, I barely speak English most days, so that's something. <laughs> I'm wondering a little bit about the most projects that we work on. They're they're global nowadays, and so one of the issues that I always hear about is how do you get people with different cultures to to just seamlessly work together on a team? I mean, there are differences, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, here you are. Uh, Western hockey, uh, I think for for many years, uh, and then you go to Germany. Was it was it just easy? Is hockey hockey wherever you play, or are, are these different cultures that you have to figure out? I, Darrell Boy, I have to figure out how to be an asset in Germany, and and it changes your style a little bit, or or not so much. The it's it's different over here for sure because the main the main difference is the European ice sheet is it's it's wider. So you have your North American or the NHL ice, it's smaller ice. So there's a lot more hitting, less time with a puck, um, you know, dump and chase. Where in Europe, the guy, you have more time with a puck. The, the skill guys, the fast guys, they, they control the game. So the game, you know, it, for me, it's a lot more skating. Um, there's a lot more skill. Uh, there is hitting, but maybe not as much, but you know, you still got to keep your head up. Um, but yeah, the, I would say that's the biggest thing because I grew up playing on a North North American ice sheet and then you come to Europe. I remember that first game and it, it was a big eye opener for me. Um, you know, it was an exhibition game, but I was, I never skated that much in my entire life. I needed, I think I was asking for an oxygen tank after the game. It was, hmm. it, it was just something different and you get used to it. So I've been, playing on that and now when I go back to North America I find the ice is too small so interesting so you adjust to that but <laughs> yeah. yeah as a fan you see the differences of uh, I guess North American type hockey the, the it's supposedly a, a tougher 
you know, mm-hmm. kind of a sport, while as uh, they would always say the European style is more finesse. Uh, and it mm-hmm. uh, seems like that's, that's what you're doing. I'm interested in what is it about the German team that attracted you? You were working in Germany first, but it sounded like you had different options in Europe. What was it about the opportunity, the coaching? The Was there something that says, hey, you know, this is where I want to spend a number of years uh, working? Yeah, Germany for for guys coming over um like every league has different rules uh and plus i did have my my citizenship so that actually helps me within germany because uh every they, you're allowed a certain amount of imports for every club team so north non non-german players um so i counted as a non-import so that would help the team carry more imports if they wanted to right um and it's just there's a lot more, I guess, a lot of North Americans that play in Germany too. So I, I knew some people that were already there, and I think that was just kind of like, okay, they they liked it, let's go try it, and yeah, and I really enjoyed it. But it, that doesn't take anything away. I know guys that played uh, in Sweden, they loved it. In Finland, um, Switzerland is one of the best over here. You know, I don't know if you've ever been to Switzerland. That's probably one of the nicest countries I've ever been to, too. So, yeah. Uh, Daryl, one of the things that I've really noticed um, in my interactions uh, with my German colleagues is their directness and their pragmatic um, pursuits. And so I can only imagine that that shows up in in like true true color uh in the in the hockey world so can you talk to us a little bit about the changes or your own behavioral changes that you had to do in order to adjust to that pragmatic direct (laughs) kind of german let's just do this approach I, i can honestly tell you that within hockey i don't know if i've really had to do that but with my driving because i don't know if you've been over here you honk your horn all the time so i do that now and i'm screaming at people it's it's everyone's in a hustle to get somewhere and it's at first i was like whoa like okay you can go but now i'm i'm that person and that's just <laughs> little things like that um but like within our team i would say like the the german players are you know they they're just like us like there's I don't know. They joke around and yeah, it's no one's, uh, I don't know, in a hurry or whatnot in the dressing room. So, <laughs> Well, you know what, Daryl, uh, we're going to we're going to take a, a commercial break right now. Um, but when we come back, I know that Ed has a dying question to figure out how many pull ups you can do in a minute because he likes to have these fitness competitions with our with our guests. So pretty excited for when we okay. come back. We'll get back to the rest of the episode in just a moment. But first, a word from our presenting sponsor, TaleoConnects.com. As a manager, you know how important it is to solve issues right the first time. If you don't, you risk wasting precious time, money, and resources on things that could make the problem even worse. That is why at Taleo, we start by getting to the root cause of your specific problem so that together, we can implement the solution that gets you the results you are looking for the first time. Taleo's unique approach to management consulting and resourcing is focused on building a community of experts that work together to help clients solve complex problems and find success in their businesses. 
We work collaboratively with you to implement the solution that will solve the root cause of your problem, not just the symptoms of that problem. From management consulting and project management to staff augmentation and resource recruitment, Taleo's trusted team can help you take your organization to the next level. If you're interested in learning more about how Taleo can help you overcome your organization's obstacles and take your business to the next level, visit taleoconnects.com today. All right, so um, now that we're back from commercial, um, Daryl, what we were talking about was uh, the, the, the dynamics of German um, car driving, mm-hmm. of which I have done and do love, but I don't like the honking. <laughs> um, one of the things that, that I am curious about, as I'm sure Ed is, is about uh, just talking about us ignoring what our true talents are um, and not kind of feeding feeding our greatness and I was really curious what you feel is the greatest attribute that you bring to a team and let's just take hockey away from it for Mm -hmm. a minute when you just look at um, all of your accomplishments over the years all of the groups you've been a part of what is it that you bring to the table that really is something special and unique and and are you watering it yeah that's a good question um you know for me within well i guess you said not necessarily within hockey but i just i think just having a positive attitude um i think that's a a big one um and then just being open and and you know for ideas um everyone within a team is going to have a different idea or a different perspective and i just think having openness and being able to communicate um yeah there's those are a lot of the things that I think, you know, and like being a leader, I think that's like, that probably is maybe number one, but yeah, I think there's just so many different qualities that you can have. Um, but I try to just being a, bring a positive attitude to a situation, I think just enhances it. Well, I know that Ed has uh, probably a follow-up question on what does a leader look like, so I'm, I'm not going to steal his thunder. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go question. into a totally different uh, question. Oh. And uh, No, actually, I mean, what I was going to ask is, you know, when I think of hockey, in the international hockey, hockey you think of the Russians, uh, mm-hmm. the U.S., Canada, you think of a lot of countries that don't really think of Germany. And mm-hmm. yet you won the silver, uh, and um, you know so that that's amazing. What do you, when you think about that, what did what it accounted for the ability to be so successful on that particular team? Because uh, I don't think they were favored, probably to to medal, uh, but something you came together, so you uh, you know you, you you ended up uh, right behind the Russians uh, uh, in terms of the, that that tournament. What accounts for it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I <clears throat> I think like like a lot of the the players within that team, these kids, these guys have known each other since they were kids. So they're they're already close. They're a family. Um, and then they brought in you know me, and then the, like there's the the other German Canadian. But they brought us in, and we were just as much as part of that the family as as anyone. Um, and I think that was the number one thing. And then from there, the way that the team was built, 
everyone had their role. We had, you know, you can't just build it. Like I heard you say at the start earlier about just bringing in a bunch of talented people in and then, you know, hopefully they, we needed to bring in guys that, you know, penalty kill specialists, defensive defensemen. And then our number one, I would have to say was our goaltending. Um, he, he was, he was a rock or a wall back there. So, um, but we had just the makeup and everyone came in with a positive attitude. Um, we had tons of fun and it was just, yeah, we, our mission, our mission from the start was to go in, you know, do our best, have some fun. And you know what, that's what we did. Yeah. That's really consistent with a lot of the the teams that I saw at NASA. They they just about all have the the talent, uh, mm-hmm. but some of them enjoy the challenge. Uh, some of them, when things go wrong, they stick up for each other, uh, and that sense of continuity. You talk to you know each other. You know your moves. You know how you're gonna move forward. And uh, uh, having that strong goaltending, I guess, to when when things mm-hmm. go wrong. I, I've got to ask you another question. You know, I'm a big Rangers fan. The Russian. <laughs> team i guess that uh, that won the gold the goaltender was uh shestakin uh who's the uh the rangers goalie now did you did you take a shot on him and what was that like <laughs> no one expected honestly, that question but you know <laughs> honestly i don't know if i even had a shot on that that game uh okay Make it uh, but, up. That's what I would do. Yeah. Say you had a break. Yeah, I think I think I hit the post a couple times. Okay, that's, that's, that that allows me now to say I was just doing a podcast with Daryl Boyle who hit the post. Yeah, past Igor. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's yeah. that's cool. Uh, oh, that's fantastic. One of the things that I um, liked about what you said there, Daryl, uh, earlier was about having fun and uh if if you watch the trailer to our our show uh our intention is really around fun because we we all live very serious lives and and we think our best work comes up when we're having fun and we're just in it as a team no no extra shit Mm -hmm. excuse my french uh excuse my german (laughs) yeah uh come kind of showing up and getting in the way of us having fun because we're all we're all excelling what is the one thing that your coach did to make sure that you guys kept having fun right like i find that such a challenging position to be in and 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 i and i would love to hear what what your coach was doing to make sure you guys during the during the olympics yeah, yeah, well, we we got there. It, um, it was just before the the opening ceremony, so we got to tar- uh, partake in that. Um, and then from there, our first game wasn't until like eight or nine days, you know, from the time we landed. So we, you know, we had our training days or practice days, you want to say. But other than that, he just let us go, let us go watch sports that you know you don't normally get to watch and you're watching them live and you get to see these other athletes that have, you know, done this training to get to this moment. And yeah, that was, I think the best part, he just let us go. He didn't say, Oh, you know, stay in your rooms or do this and that, like, you know, we're professionals. If we wanted to, you know, take our time and, you know, just stay at, and we could do that, but he just, he knew we, we, we would be prepared because we're, this is the biggest stage for us. Um, 
and that was I think that was the best part. And then once the games got going, that was our number one mindset was game after game, get ready for the next game, get ready for the next game. That's uh, that's fantastic. Um, and and I know that Ed and I are going to actually talk a lot about that after after we finish up with you because that's a. <laughs> It's a big thing, creating space for people, allowing them to do what they do best mm-hmm. um, and not boxing them in, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's the definition of fun to me, too. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. One, one last question I have, and then I know Ed has a couple more, but uh, my last question is around the narcissists and the saboteurs in, in team dynamics. Um, and I'm just curious we're all you know you say we're all professionals we we come in you know i play defense you play Mm -hmm. forward you play center i get that but um is it different any different than that in the business world because i'm dealing with professionals all the time (laughs) however there is a boatload of narcissists a boatload of saboteurs that show up every day um that are are you you talking about me again Well, is that where we're going? I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna say it, Ed. I wasn't gonna say it. But hey, if you're calling a spade a spade, let's get this yeah, show yeah. on the road here, really. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Daryl. Like, did you have any saboteurs, narcissists um, in your hockey career? And and if so, what what approach did you take with them? Yeah, that's. I I, I can't say I've had too many experiences with that type of person, but. Um, like this is sometimes you get a player or two that just don't fit within the team. Um, you know, maybe it's the positive, like not being a positive person or, you know, they just don't fit. Um, with that, they just kind of weed themselves out almost. And you guys can, you know, ask to be released and, you know, then they go to a different team and stuff like that. But eventually, like, it's just a, a guy will just lose playing time. Um, you know, if he's not helping the team, well, <laughs> what are you going to do on the ice for us? So it's just, yeah. that's kind of the best way I can put it. Yeah, I think you're very fortunate because um, it's easy to tell the ones that aren't fitting in because points get made mm-hmm. <laughs> on one side or the other. And, and, it's, and it, it's pretty easy to watch the film afterwards to figure out what caused, caused the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess... Ed and I are challenged that in the business world, it's not always that straightforward and not always that clear. So, uh, so I feel fortunate for you that those saboteurs can <laughs> weed themselves yeah. out. In some situations yeah. in business, Ed, that yeah, happens, yeah. but um, I, but not. I not think always. you know when you can yeah. keep score. I mean, one of the things I think was advantage for a place like NASA. You know, a project that's being successful. You know that one that's failing. And mm-hmm. when things aren't going well, then there's accountability, right? And and there's nothing mm-hmm. more so than sports. You know, you you see the results uh, almost too often, I'm sure. Yeah. One of the things that, that, that I was going to ask you, Daryl, so you, you know, you, you seem like a very down-to-earth, humble kind of guy. If I had won a silver medal, I'd be wearing silver every day and, you know, and, and just announcing <laughs> that. Uh, but um, so how do you use your your skills, your success? Uh, in the Olympics, but also as a hockey uh, player in Germany, where do you go from from here? Do you have uh, what's the next stage of how you transition yourself? Yeah, that's uh, something I've definitely been looking into or looking at. Um, I would say more so this year than I have in the past. Uh, I don't know how many more years I'm going to be playing professionally. 
Um, but yeah, like I, you know, I got, I got two, just, he just turned two in October son. And then we have a, another son on the way. So there's probably a lot more hockey, uh, in my life. So I, I just think the natural transition for me would be to, to stay within the game. Um, I just been playing for so long. My, I feel like my wealth of knowledge is something that I can teach to the next generation. Um, you know, what is that a coach or is that a player development? Who knows? Uh, that's something I'm trying to figure out, but I just feel like that's probably the path I'll be taking. Um, and I, and I'm, I love hockey, so I'm, but there's just a part of me that wonders what else there is besides hockey, <laughs> you know, and I, like, but that's something I need to start, you know, looking into. Maybe there's another avenue that I, I want to try like, uh, you know, real estate or something, who knows, you know, I know a, a guy I played with, he's now working as a, a real estate agent and he loves it. And, you know, there's, there's different things I could do, but I would say a natural thing for me would to stay with, always, within hockey. Yeah, always possibilities. I have to ask the question that uh, Laurel really is the one who wanted me to ask this question. Do they, uh, <laughs> do they hate you right now in Canada because you beat them? <laughs> well, the funny thing is that there's a guy I, I train with, I, I, a guy I train with in uh, in Lethbridge uh, in the off seasons. He was on that team, so uh, he, yeah, we. I, he's not maybe not happy with me, but uh, you know it is what it is. Uh, I'm pretty happy that we won that game and they didn't win that that time. But other than that, I would cheer, cheer for Canada. But in this situation, I was pretty happy. Now, will they let me back in? Oh, no, I got to say, congratulate. What an incredible. They've already let me in a few times, so I don't know if that's yeah. me just sneaking in. All right. Well, you know, we'll try to make sure that the podcast doesn't get too successful so <laughs> someone doesn't recognize you yeah. and ask questions. Yeah, there. for sure. But, uh, no, congrats. I mean, what a great accomplishment. Uh, I mean, I, I really think it starts with the having the dream because mm -hmm. uh, when you see any Olympian, uh, just to, to do that, you have to have a mindset that I'm going to try something. Mm -hmm. You have to have that, that kind of courage to, to go for it. And uh, and then to, to take on different opportunities in, in Germany and, uh, you know, your, your own career. It's obviously quite an amazing story. And uh, congratulations and, uh, you know, continued success with your with your new family and we move forward. Yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Absolutely, Daryl. We just want to thank you so much for uh, spending the time with us today. Um, we wish you the best of luck with your with your children and uh, your yeah, your new yeah, ones coming wait. aboard, um, and your lovely wife. And uh, and we just want to we want to um, uh, we're just going to reflect for a couple of minutes, maybe on on the things that we heard from you, Daryl. Which is which comes down to um, that you build the team the same way. And, and I like, I, you know, you used the, the beginning of it, you know, Ed, he used the beginning that it was hockey. We build the team the same way in hockey, but I believe we build the team the same way wherever we go. Um, and we want those positive influencers that show up and, and say, yes, we can. Um, otherwise, NASA might not exist. I'm not really sure. No, I think you're right. I mean, I really think it comes down to, I, I don't think people, most people pay attention to this, but I really think it comes down to the mind space. I, I mean, there's so many different stages 
from the little conversation we had where a lot of people, if they were Daryl, would say, okay, I got to do something else. I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm not, I didn't get into the NHL, so I'm not going to do this or, you know, and yet, you know, you're always stepping up to a new thing. And I, I think really successful people, successful projects, they have a mindset space that they don't expect things to go as planned because they never do. And yet they have an adaptive response and a positive, you know, that kind of positive quality that uh, Daryl's talking about that I think is essential because one thing that, that we know is the world is not easy and whatever you're working on, you're going to be facing barriers. So uh, I think that uh, that really illustrates a lot of those points. Yeah. And I think the other thing that I um, also heard loud and clear and, and believe that we need to do a better job of, uh, in, in the business world is um, allowing space for fun, right? And how do we create that space and not box everybody in to being um, in this spot or that spot and, and, and just showing up that way? Um, I think we need to, need to figure that one out a little bit further. And I think you're absolutely right. I also think it comes down more and more I see the importance of uh, teams, people who have gratitude grateful for what they're dealing with where they're raised their families they're different things you know that make you feel good and that allows you to carry you know to to move forward and to to what you're you know where you're going what you're doing uh the number one thing that i always say at nasa that would stop a career if you want to look at that other other side is it was not again the 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 talent it was the inability to work with others and it was, it, was, it was, for me, something that was heartbreaking. You'd see somebody with all the talent in the world, but they, they genuinely didn't know how to work with others. And again, that comes through so much in this conversation where, you know, hockey, it's about a team, right? And uh, the fact that, uh, you know, people want to bring, you know, bring you back, you know, speaks to the fact that you're making a contribution. It's not just the goals and the assists and the defense. It's also about creating an environment where as a team we get better. And I think that that comes from a stance of gratitude. I'm probably building in my own biases to this, but I do that anyway. But uh, I think that that's partly what I was hearing. So, Ed, if we look at if we look at what we want to challenge people with today from this podcast, um, and, and really help them to, to tighten up their mission. Um, what, what are your first thoughts of reflection? I would say, you know, I would say, what's your dream? You know, what's the mission that you want to go for? Um, again, I start with the starting point with Dara was, man, you have a silver medal. How do you even start with dreaming that's possible? You know, I, you know, I, I wouldn't have. And I think if you can dream it, if you can see it, uh, if you don't talk yourself out of it, to me, I think that's that's the starting assignment. What do you want to do, and what are you willing to put in to, to make it happen? I can't agree more. Um, the word courage shows up a lot for me right now, and having the courage to to just put your foot in that water. Um, I believe that's exactly what Daryl did by by saying, "I've got the talent. Um, I believe enough in myself, but do I have the courage to to?" to take that flight, to have the courage to um, go somewhere that, that I don't know how to drive. By the way, you can come out to my farm anytime and, and learn to drive. Um, bring the boys out. Um, but, but the courage to go to another culture, another language, and just say, I got the right capabilities. Now I just need the courage 
and the belief in myself to do it. And I think that's something special that you'll never hear from Daryl because he is so humble. Um, but but I think we gotta. That's what we. That's what we're asking all of you listeners to do today is just have that courage. Yeah, I think so. And uh, you know, it's taking the chances, having fun. You know, not being overly serious. I mean, we, we're all going to die someday, right? So there's no reason to be overly uh, formal or anything like that. Just go for your dreams and, uh, and um, you know, just and have fun doing it. Absolutely. Daryl, uh, as we sign off here, I just, I just want to uh, encourage you to follow your dreams of your next stage in life, which is not just being a father. But I, I do believe that hockey has a future for you in, in coaching and, and performance um, so I look forward to future podcasts with you All as right. you take that next step. I was going to ask Daryl feedback. I mean, how did we do? I mean, this may have been the worst interview he's ever had. We should be open to that. You know, it's <laughs> awesome. Feel, to, feel free to give Laurel honest <laughs> no, feedback, you... Daryl. Yeah, I, I do like honest feedback. <laughs> no, you guys are great. This was a great experience. It was my first time doing a podcast. So, yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, I'll be following. Uh, you're still playing hockey in Germany, I believe, right? Yeah, I'm still in. I'm in Munich, uh, EHC Red Bull München. Um, yeah, I'll be following. Yeah, you. thank you. So, uh, and if you go on to coaching, uh, you know, I'll be uh, I'll be cheering. Yeah, hope unless you're playing the Rangers. Well, and then maybe I'll coach the Rangers one day, and then <laughs> oh, that would be that would be so yeah, wonderful. And then... Start a campaign, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Well, great. Enjoy your evening, Daryl. It was great chatting with you. Great All seeing right, your face. You. Ed, you take care. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I hope you can find out how to get your light bulb fixed without the NASA team. I really yeah, hope that I had to, I had to adjust it. But first, I had to find out where the light bulbs were. <laughs> so, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, boy. There you go. All right. All right. See you. Bye, all. Thanks for listening to the Mission Driven Leader podcast presented by TaleoConnects.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review wherever you listen to the show. Production of the podcast is by At Heart Creative and can be found at atheartcreative.com.